From Olympic City and the home of Pikes Peak, this is the Automotive ADHD Show. And here we are rocketed on the Automotive ADHD Show. It is heard around the world as a podcast right here in Southern Colorado on the radio. Matt West here hanging out with you, talking cars for the weekend for, uh, well, I guess, whenever it is you're listening to this thing. But that being said, I have a, uh, I have a special show for you today. Today's going to be really fun. I've got a couple of guests joining me from the Cars and Health Bars podcast. So they're going to join me in the second and third half of the show. And this is going to be Really cool. We're going to tie in. So so the premise of their show involves cars as well as video games. It seems a little odd, but it's interesting when you delve into it. Uh, interesting and maybe even if brilliant when you think about it, because you can think about how many people get into cars uh, because of video games these days. A lot of my older listeners are probably like, I never played video games. That wasn't around. Well, this is how we're getting kids now into cars and we need to get kids now into cars if we want them to be around for a very long time if we want the car hobby to live on this is part of it so uh very cool that's coming up here uh like i said again in the second and third half of the show but before we get to that, I have some really exciting stuff to uh, talk about uh, today, which is uh, the Pikes Peak Hill Climb. Yeah, we are on the eve of race week. Um, so we've got the hill climb going on right here in my own backyard as, as the show opens as every single show. Um, but we, we have that going on. I'm really excited for it. I've been doing a lot of prep for the race week. Uh, I'm going to be teaming up with Pikes Peak Hill Climb driver Jimmy Ford from Jimmy Ford Racing. You, rem- you may remember uh, last year I also teamed up with Jimmy Ford. And it was really great to be able to provide you some coverage uh, of that hill climb and be able to talk to Jimmy about what it's like to be a hill climb driver, what he was expecting for that year. Last year, by the way, the weather was terrible on race day, so there were some challenges there. But you can go back in your podcast feed and find all of my hill climb coverage from last year. If you haven't listened to it, if you're a new listener, get caught up on it. It's really cool stuff. It's going to get you up to speed on what's going on this year year and this year is going to be particularly exciting and I like I said been doing a lot of prep lots of things to provide you some exclusive coverage firstly uh, I have uh, media access I am a credentialed media person yeah imagine me credentialed at anything but that means I have uh, access to the race during not only race day but during the entire week of practice sessions that are not normally open to the public I have access to that through the whole week which allows me to get you some really cool stuff so you kind of uh, I don't know if you're getting this anywhere else I don't know if any other car podcast is getting you this inside look at what it is like to race America's mountain the perhaps one of the nuttiest hill climb races in the world I know that rallies you know people fans of rally are used to crazy races crazy courses crazy weather I still don't know if there's anything else if there is let me know facebook.com slash automotive ADHD I don't think anything trumps racing Pikes Peak 14,000 feet in elevation and with the unpredictable weather 
and all of the stuff uh, that goes into that. Not only just, not to mention the crazy altitude, no less. I mean, that is challenging on drivers. That is challenging on cars, engines, your tuning, your performance, all of these different things. And not to mention, you know, drivers have wildlife to contend with. There's no guardrails on the road. You go off the road, you tumble down 14,000 feet a mountain, and you may survive. So Pikes Peak is intense. It's really fun, though. Uh, Coming up also... I'm going to be giving you some exclusive coverage from FanFest, which is the big festival that happens the Friday before uh, race weekend, and that is going to be downtown Colorado Springs. And if you are in Colorado or if you're coming out here, join me there. I'm going to have a tent, a table. We're going to be doing the show live from there. It's going to be a ton of fun, so you don't want to miss that. I'm going to have more details on that coming up here at the uh, end of the show, but hey, don't go anywhere. I have my guests from the Cars and Health Bars podcast joining me here in just a minute after the break. It's right here on Automotive ADHD. Ladies and gentlemen, the Speed Council proudly presents Automotive ADHD, now on video. For better or for worse. Subscribe to Automotive ADHD now playing on YouTube and Rumble. And joining me next on the show are my guests, and they host their own podcast. And I'm honored to have them joining me right here on the airwaves. Josh Brown, Jordan Stevens, hosts of the Cars and Health Bars podcast. Thanks for joining me. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, glad to have you guys here. So I, I, I really, I think the concept of your show is really interesting, actually. And and when you reached out to me and kind of told me about it, I was like, that's really cool. I, I can see how we can kind of work this into my show and, you know, kind of introduce you guys to my audience. So real quick, give me the premise of your show, Cars and Health Bars. What does that mean? Well, we... Kind of, um, of course, there's an obvious crossover between gamers and car guys. And I mean, we noticed that just going to car meets and stuff, but we kind of wanted to format it to where even though if you're not one or the other, our show has 30 minute segments. So the first segment will be about the automotive industry. The second segment will be on primarily gaming. And of course, there is crossover. We talk about Need for Speed and, you know, all those other games. But for the majority, our show is formatted to where uh, there is primarily one, one half for one topic and then one half for the other topic. That way, if you're a gamer, you might not want to hear about cars. You can just skip halfway through and then just there. there's your segment or same, you know, vice versa with automotive guys. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. And uh, and I, I think it's really cool because you're you're tying two different uh, two different demographics and two different demographics who share similar interests. And uh, and I think that's really fascinating. I think that's really cool because you have some of that crossover, you know, like a lot of guys who like video games also like cars. Um, and, and so, you know, and you see some of that crossover happening in the automotive industry. You see some of that crossover coming into the gaming industry. And I think that's what's really cool. I think, you know, you're, you're kind of super serving an audience that, that no one else is. How, how do you find that with your listeners and stuff? Do you find that they really connect with both topics there? Yeah, I will. 
like I told you before, there, there's been a time where someone's actually reached out to me before saying, hey, I wasn't even into cars at all. But, you know, hearing your podcast got me out to a car meet and, you know, I'm looking at getting, you know, a cheap beater just to start modifying and, and do small like bolt ons and stuff like that. So uh, it's kind of fascinating seeing that there maybe are some gamers that aren't quite into automotive, but they they see that there is a crossover. They see that there's genuine people on both sides and they start dipping their toes in the water and seeing that man, this is like another really cool thing I could be a part of, you know, the car community or the gaming community either way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's neat being able to have that, like I said, that crossover is is a really cool thing. Um, now, tell me a little bit too about, before we get into some other things with your show, I know both of you guys have some fun project cars. We're all about project cars here on the Automotive ADHD show, as my my listeners can see behind me here. And uh, I've, mine don't run half of the time, but, but go ahead. Let's, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about yours. Uh, Josh, let's start with you. And then Jordan, you go ahead. Well, uh, the one that drives, uh, I have a, uh, 2014 two SS Camaro. Uh, it just has a, you know, cold air intake. It's got a small custom grind cam. I was looking to get boost originally, but I think I'm going to stay naturally aspirated. I'm only making about a 460 wheel, but it, it's enough to get around on the streets. And I also have a, uh, 82 Camaro that has uh, been a ongoing project. Just going to go with the normal 350 Chevy until it blows up. And then, you know, I'm going to have to LS swap it. <laughs> yep. When, when in doubt, LS is the way to go, right? That's right. Awesome. Awesome. Jordan, what about you? I have a 2010 Camaro 2SS, six-speed stick shift. It is full bolt-ons, cam, E85. I think that's about it. I'm doing a bunch of stuff to it, but for now, it's at 500 wheel horsepower, and I also have a 83 C10 project with a 350 cam heads intake headers trans and diff but it is not running now so it's still a work in progress fair enough and you know that's uh, yeah the the non-running ones are always um always the challenge you know the, the ones that run <laughs> they're yeah. easy you can do stuff you can do basic stuff like oh, i'll just do bolt-ons to this i'll oh, i'll even do something cosmetic to it imagine that you know, yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> whereas most of the time the other ones that don't run you're like the cosmetic stuff. I don't have time for that. I got to get it running. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yep. So I can, I can relate there. And I think uh, we as car enthusiasts, all of us, all of us can relate with that. So uh, any, any plans going forward with those, uh, with those projects? Uh, with my third gen or the 82 Camaro, uh, it, I want boost at some point. I've got to have something that has boost and I'm pretty dead set on turbos. So I think whenever I do LS, I'm definitely going to get me some uh, turb skis for sure because I've got the turbo 400 to back them up. So I'm, I'm really hoping to uh, be making some boost at some point. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I've got a buddy who's got um, he's got twin superchargers on an LS and he, he would argue with That's you cool. over the twin turbo <laughs> or supercharge game, you know, double that with the, the superchargers. But yeah. 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 And I, I know, uh, and before the interview, uh, when we talked as well earlier, um, we talked a little bit about LS Fest and some of the things that you've got going on uh, in your neck of the woods. And maybe we'll get into that here in, here in a little bit, but I, I want to delve back into a couple of things with your show. So with, uh, with your show and with the way, you know, you, you kind of connect these two audiences, these listeners who like cars, these listeners who like video games, you know, I think a lot of folks will find something they enjoy there or find something new that they didn't know they enjoyed before. Um, but tell me a little bit about 
how uh, how you've seen, and I'm sure you've seen this with your your listeners and and people you've talked to. How have you seen the video gaming industry? get people into cars. And I, I have some older listeners who might go, I don't play video games. This is a little different for me. This is a little weird for what I'm used to hearing about. But I think it's really important, especially when it comes to getting car enthusiasts into the next generation of car enthusiasts into cars. Like we have this, we have this deficit right now of not getting uh, younger people into cars. And if they get into cars, they're getting into, dare I say it, electric cars, no less. But... <laughs> But which those have a place too. It's just how do we get kids involved in cars? How do we how do we have that next generation? How do we keep it going on? And video games seems to be the way. I mean, what have you seen with that? I I would say sim racing has the most correlation to anything car related I've seen. A lot of these sim racers who go into pro drifting are really good out of the box. I mean, sixteen year old kids who are just eating the track up, and then also. Growing up playing Need for Speed, a lot of people our age, you know, around 18 to 25, you know, they grew up playing video games. And a lot of people I know who are into cars younger, they've kind of grown out of the games and more into the actual real life owning a project or stance car or whatever you're into, you know, and modifying. Well, and that's true. You know, I think you've got, um, you know, naming off the top of my head and I, I haven't been accused of being a very big gamer lately. You know, I, I, I just haven't, but you've got, uh, Gran Turismo seven now, which is out. You've also got, uh, Forza, um, the Forza series there. A lot of folks have fun with that, but yeah, you're right. There's not a lot. There's, there's really not a lot out there. And, and I think that's also reflected in media as well. Uh, as a whole, there's not a lot out there in terms of good car movies either. Uh, you know, I dare I dare I throw some listeners under the bus who really like Fast and Furious, but I, <laughs> yeah. I don't like once they oh. went to space, it's like I don't yeah, consider yeah. Fast and Furious a car movie anymore. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm just saying. So it's interesting to see that. Um, Now, I'm going to continue to get your guys' thoughts, but we're going to take a quick break right here. We're going to get your thoughts as well, kind of your unique perspective as hosts of the Cars and Health Bars podcast. I want to get your perspective on the Gran Turismo movie, which I was accused of being a little critical of here on the show a few weeks ago. And uh, we'll get your thoughts on that. So don't go anywhere. We'll We'll be right back after the break here on Automotive ADHD. In these trying times, the Speed Council needs your support. Well, mostly your money. All right, just the money. Join our Patreon today at thespeedcouncil.org to get exclusive benefits when you support Automotive ADHD. And here we are rocking it on the third half of the Automotive ADHD show. It's heard around the world as a podcast and right here in Southern Colorado on the radio. Matt West here hanging out with you. We're talking cars. I have joining me on the show my guests, the hosts of the Cars and Health Bars podcast, Josh Brown, Jordan Stevens. Thank you again for joining me right here on the show. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, Okay, so before the break, we were talking a little bit about um, some of uh, the premise of your show, how you tie video game culture and car culture together, which I think is really powerful. And a lot, like I was saying, a lot of older folks maybe don't realize how instrumental video game culture is, even if you're not a gamer or whatever. it's, It's instrumental in getting people 
into cars. And it has been very much a gateway for folks to get into cars for more than a generation, if not maybe even two generations now at this point too, you know, with even some of the really early racing games. Uh, you know, you play the games as a as a kid, you, you lust over these cool cars in the video game. And as soon as you're old enough and you got the paycheck in your pocket to go get one, you go get that car, which, you know, is, is, is always really special. It's really cool. Um, now I wanted to get your perspective. Cause I think you have a, you have, you both have a unique perspective, uh, when it comes to this. So a couple weeks ago, I did some commentary about the new Gran Turismo movie and the movie, I was a little critical of it because, uh, I, I have this notion that, um, you know, a, Video game movies never seem to succeed, which I guess the new the, the new Mario film I guess proves yeah. that wrong. But typically speaking, video game movies don't tend to do well. But also, it was weird. It didn't so much come off as a car movie to me. It was about racing, but it was all about this drama with uh, you know, these, uh, you know, kids getting hand selected out of a group of people because they're the best sim racers. And then they go put them into a race car, which I don't know. They say it was based on a true story. I, I have... I have my doubts there. A true story in a, in a promotional sense in the way that they did it on purpose for promotional reasons. But I, I, I've been critical of it. I would like to be proven wrong. Uh, let's get let's get your thoughts uh, on that with your perspective on gaming culture as well as car culture. Um, what, what do you think, Jordan? Let's maybe um, start with you. So the first thing that I think comes to mind with... Uh, media like movies is the fast of or ford versus ferrari movie uh okay i think that was a great movie and i think any younger kid who watches that is really gonna want to hit a racetrack that movie was amazing i haven't watched the new gran turismo movie but based off what you were saying i can see some correlation to that actually being true i've heard of sim racers doing good but i couldn't really tell you for sure but the hand selection part, I have a few people. Yeah, it does kind of seem a little made up to me. I agree with you there. It's a little, it's a little fishy, you know, and they, at least from the trailer, um, from what I've seen on it, they, uh, they hand select these kids who have good scores in the video game and then go reach out to them and get them onto the like actual team to train them. Also seems kind of weird because if you're, if you're trying to go get kids who are good sim racers and you just go off of the leaderboards, I think you're going to get lots of like 40 year old Hacker. sweaty, sweaty, sweaty <laughs> yeah. dudes in their basements, you know, like, huh, we were looking for a kid, but this guy showed up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Josh, what, what do you think? What is your take on it? If you were expecting pushback on your take, uh, you're not going to get it from me because I have the exact same take that you have on, on that whole movie. And I, that's just how I feel. <laughs> Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things that I think, um, I, I don't know. I, I made the comment here on the show that it would be good if Hollywood um, actually made movies about cars or if you want to make movies about racing, if you want to make movies about amazing racing history, creating this sort of false fictionalized racing history loosely based around the video game more or less just for the purpose of selling the video game, I imagine. I think that's really the, the purpose of it. But there's, yeah. there's so many good racing stories out there. And I mean, we've only scratched the surface with Ford versus Ferrari. Um, and, you know, I'm thinking of other movies. The The name escapes me off at the top top of my head right now. Uh, is the one with James Hunt and Nikki Lauda telling that story. And uh, I, I can't remember the name of it. But there's so many good films either. like that. 
Gran Turismo, how, how do you think with that? Do you think it's just to sell video games? Yeah, I honestly agree. I think if they were to do a good movie about racing in particular, they could do one about Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt, yeah, all kinds of NASCAR in particular I could think of growing up on. I really love NASCAR. Oh, and yeah. As much as we've seen from Need for Speed over the years, too, if they're dead set on uh, having a car video game movie that like Need for Speed has enough story, especially one and two, Underground one and two. There's so much rich story between those two games. Like, I, I just I don't understand why that that wouldn't have been the go to first, you know, Need for Speed game. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and to uh, to your point earlier as well about um, uh, about NASCAR. I mean, what if we had some good movies about the the history of NASCAR, which is yeah. like super cool. You know, all the bootlegging, like like the, the yeah. booze running oh, yeah. and all of that crazy stuff that happened. Uh, and I think that would be, that would be great. Hollywood would probably be well served to do that, but also to the point of, well, why didn't we do, you know, Need for Speed or any of these other games? I blame the studio. I think it's because Sony owns these titles and, yeah. <laughs> and Sony owns the media company too at yeah. this point. Um, but what would, here's a question for you. And this one, this one might be out of left field for you, but what would be your perfect car movie and either one of you? I got one off the top of my head. If you're not ready, I go for it. Uh, I think Dale Earnhardt and in particular, his dad, his dad raced a lot and people don't know that he raced originally. I think when NASCAR first started up the first year, his dad was actually racing in NASCAR. So there's a lot of history in the Dale Earnhardt family from the grandfather, the the grandson, and the Dale Earnhardt himself, too. Uh, it could almost be like a whole feature film yeah. just on the Earnhardt family. You could have one movie for every member of the family, really. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And, you know, I, I, I think, too, if you, if you did that, I mean, NASCAR has such a rooted heritage, uh, yeah. you know, here in the United States especially. I mean, if you have a good... NASCAR movie that comes out that that checks all of the boxes, right? You got to have, yeah, you got to have the story, but having some of that historicalness to it is great. But having the cars, the action, the racing, correct, like good racing too. Yeah. Um, I also think of um, uh, off the top of my head here, just thinking out loud, uh, Smokey Eunuch, familiar yeah. with that. Smokey <laughs> yeah, Eunuch, like sorry. that guy, that guy, if we had, we, we could have a series of films about him. There may yeah. even actually be a couple of movies and documentaries, obviously about him. But I mean, the, the guy was famous for, you know, his ability to skirt the rules and yeah, not really cheat, but well, you didn't tell me I couldn't, you know, uh, do this to the car or you couldn't tell me I couldn't use the roll cage as part of the fuel tank. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stuff he like definitely that. Thought outside of the box. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, here's another question for you guys. We got a, we got a couple of minutes left here. Um, okay. Racing video games. Okay, let's 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 delve back into the video game uh, genre a little bit here. Uh, but racing video games. Uh, what have you seen in the video game industry uh, that has tied into car? And I suppose it doesn't have to be. Uh, racing, but have you seen the industry pulling back from car stuff, or are there things that you see trending in a way that would be good for you know getting enthusiasts into uh, you know or gamers perhaps into car culture? Have you seen anything like that? I will say in particular the newest. It might not be the newest, but it's one of the newer Need for Speed games in particular. They've really revamped 
how you modify a vehicle like it tells you directly what you are doing so if you can choose between a, a supercharger or a turbocharger so you and it even tells you like the specs on the turbo and supercharger so it really like delves the gamer into that mind of the mechanic like what what turbo am i going to go with what blower am i going to go with same same thing with suspension tires like they really went all in on like that latest game on how to modify your car and it like i said it really gets you thinking like a mechanic like what does this do and you know i could really see that turning those gears in like you know a kid's head like man that's really cool what what happens if i do this in real life you know absolutely and i think that's uh that's one thing you, you hear about people these days you know building their car that they want in a video game and and then you know maybe seeking to build that in in real life um but also you know i i have when i have played gran turismo and done things like that i've gone out of my way to try to replicate cars i own in the game as well which is always yeah, always enter <laughs> it's entertaining and then it makes you feel bad in the game when you throw it into a wall because you're like oh <laughs> I, I don't want to throw it into a wall <laughs> um yeah. now he, here's another question for you um on the gaming topic here what about some of your top uh we can we can delve a little bit away from cars what are some of your top games as as a whole outside of even the realm of cars i know that you talk about not just cars and car games you you cover the whole gamut of things what are your thoughts well, i would say so this is kind of a car game but rocket league i'm a huge fan of rocket league i got four thousand hours in that game uh don't play much gta anymore same for call of duty I used to play a lot of Gears of War. I was a real big Gears of War fan. Um, Josh, do you? Yeah, I, I I was like really like we had a lot of crossover. That's kind of how we met. We played a lot of similar games growing up, like the Call of Duty, the Grand Theft Auto. But I really kind of delved into like more survival games. Like I'm just like crazy about like Ark, and there's a new game called The Forest. But uh, yeah. I, and I think what really gets us still playing together is there's a lot of just like small indie game that you would really only find on a PC that are just like, it's just so fun to just jump on and like not really care about if you win or lose. It's just all about having fun. That's probably the our favorite variety of games to play together is those kind of party style games. And even getting on one game that's a, uh, is car related it's called Wreckfest. it's like kind of like a demolition derby style race racing game oh my gosh it's it's like yeah. so much fun if you're if you're into cars uh you gotta at least go on youtube and watch a trailer of the video of the game because it's a lot of fun like genuinely that's awesome yeah and uh i've seen just just on the note of this like i said i don't i don't find myself gaming very often i, I find myself very frequently not unfortunately not having time anymore but um <laughs> i've seen it one that I've been wanting to try, Mechanic Simulator. Yeah. Are you familiar with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and in the realm of gaming now, you can like do anything at this point. You can have games about anything, but Mechanic Simulator was one that I saw. I'm like, that looks entertaining because it is simultaneously really absurd, but also somehow educational too. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but then I got thinking, gosh, I hate bashing my knuckles and, and messing around <laughs> yeah. on my cars and I work on them hard enough. Do I really need my leisure time to be simulating that already? I don't know. <laughs> Good point. Bolts. Oh man. I wonder if, I, like I said, I haven't played the game, but if it's got a mechanic for like a, a, a feature in the game where you can snap the head off a bolt, man, I'm not, <laughs> going, I'm, I'm not going anywhere <laughs> near it in the game. Then you got to go in and try to get, get the, the bolt. <laughs> 
Man, games are getting too real, too real there. So anyway, this has been really cool. And I, I think, you know, what you mentioned earlier, Josh, as well, about getting together with games and kind of building uh, some community, making new friends through games, I think is really cool, Absolutely. you know, and that's and that's something that um, bringing this back to cars, we do that a lot with cars. We seek not just cars themselves, but we seek social interaction and building new friends and friendships through the automotive scene. And it's just neat seeing this intersection. And when you, you know, reached out to me and I checked out your show and it was just neat seeing this intersection between these two genres that had a lot of crossover. And, you know, it got the gears turning in my head at least about, gosh, there's so many folks who get into cars uh, because of video games or vice versa. Hey, I'm a car guy. I want to try this new game thing and I want to try building my car uh, in the game. And it's interesting how you, how you, you can go from that to making new friends, um, through that. So, you know, I think that you bringing that up has really enlightened that to me. And I think that's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Well, regardless, I think, uh, this has been a fun show guys. I really appreciate you coming on to the show, talking a little bit about this. And, uh, I want to thank both of you, Josh Brown, Jordan Stevens, host of the Cars and Health Bars podcast. Uh, you can find it wherever uh, podcasts are downloaded. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for joining me right here on Automotive ADHD. Thank, thank you. you for having us. And thank you for joining me on this special edition of the show. And uh, as a reminder, I'm going to be doing the show live from the Pikes Peak Hill Climb Fan Fest. That is going on Friday, June 23rd, downtown Colorado Springs. It is a free event. You just walk into downtown. There's race cars. There's hill climb drivers. I'm going to have some of those drivers on the show as well. So that is going to be exciting. I'm going to be there as well. Well, I don't know for what that's worth, uh, but it's going to be a ton of fun. If you're in the springs getting ready for the hill climb, you shouldn't miss it. I'm going to say that much. Now, I want to thank everybody at the radio station who makes this show a possibility. Sandy, Gary, you know who you are. And of course, thank you for listening to this edition of the show. Give it a rating on Spotify. Remember to follow the show as well. Facebook.com slash automotive ADHD. And I will see you next week.